0: Hello, I am Haig Ballion, and this is the Beijing Sessions. I set up an interview next week with Christine. She makes these videos that highlight vegan food in Beijing. I've been wanting to do a food episode for a while, and I'm excited about this one. I was at a, I was at a party with Christine a few weeks ago, and that's, that's actually where I met her. She, she brought these skewers and offered them to people. I didn't know that they were vegan, and I took a bite, and I just I didn't I didn't recognize the texture. It, it tasted great, but you know I just I didn't know where it came from. I just I didn't know what part of the animal it came from. Um, so I found this discreet spot and got rid of it, and then and then I found out that it was mushroom, and I felt like an idiot. So I'm glad I will get to clear that up with Christine next week. This week, I talked to Tom Knight. Tom is the band leader of Soul Shake. They're the house band um, at a bar here in Beijing called Beersmith. Um, Beersmith is in the CBD. It's about a 10 minute walk from my wife's office. I've seen them play a few times. I do not know how they get the energy, to be honest. The conversation went to places I didn't expect. I didn't expect to talk about mental health, I didn't really think about this huge network of, of musicians who perform all over the place. Uh, Tom was really open uh, about both the joys of performing and and the challenges of being in an industry where you know you're 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 young, often you're you're away from home, and you're constantly in and around bars. It was such a great talk. And if you stick around to the end, uh, there is some breaking news, which is quite rare if you've listened to this show. So uh, here is Tom Knight. If you've ever been to Beersmith or Hotel Jen here in Beijing, you've probably seen today's guest perform. Tom Knight is the founding member of Soul Shake and the leader of soul shake too right
1: the band leader that's me so how tom how would you describe soul shake through many iterations i guess i could tell you um uh we're we're just a party band that's what we do um we play as many different types of music and as many different songs as we can come up with and just try and make a great night for everybody that's been our job for or certainly here for about four years now and uh and we'll be for another year. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so describe the ideal member of Shake.
1: A, a flexibility. Everything about what we do is about covering as much as possible with as little amount of people as possible. Because we don't use backing tracks. So we don't use anything like that. So the big thing for us is about knowing music. Knowing like a wide range of music. Understanding how they put together. Why does it sound like that? Why do people love that sound? And then how can you replicate that with only three people? or four people, as it would normally be, but at the moment, three. And that's the hardest part. Um, Say, for example, if you're a guitarist, usually you wanna play a little funky lead line, little something that's quite light and breezy, but if you're only playing that, and on the record, there's four guitar parts, you're gonna have to go, well, I'm gonna keep that funky, but I need to make it bigger and fill the space. And the same for me on piano. I might want to play synth lead line or something, but then I'm emptying out the rest of the song. How am I going to cover both or how am I going to try and find a middle ground? That's the hardest part.
0: Yeah. That seems like a challenge. Yeah. So let's take a couple of steps back and and I just want want to know like, (laughs) first of all, how, how did you make your way here to Beijing?
1: So I started doing this kind of work, uh, 2013 and that was, uh, in Dubai, um, my first band started doing this I had no idea what we were doing Um, I mean I'd played in bands before but not five nights six nights a week playing different material and you just learn on the job and many members change and you travel from uh, we went to country to country Dubai Bahrain Abu Dhabi Qatar you know the Middle East that's where the circuit hotel stuff is and then you get a bit tired of it and an offer came up for China for Beijing and I was like Definitely. I've never been to China. No idea what, what it is. Um, we said yes, and we turned up, and we we're supposed to be here for three months, and it's been three and a half years. So, I, see, I, <laughs> I think that's the happen. story of Beijing. <laughs> yeah, it? I know, right? <laughs> I have,
0: I have, I've met a musician here um, who uh, played on cruises yeah. for a long time, and he said like, he just got... That was his
1: music school, basically. I mean, this is where he got really, really, really good. That is the exact uh, sentiment. So what we used to talk about the hotel circuit in the Middle East, we'd say it's like doing a cruise ship job on land. Uh-huh. I.e. I, you're doing the same amount of work. You've got to do the same amount of sets. You've got to do the same amount of cycling material. So you can't repeat songs because you have repeat guests, people that come back and all this kind of thing. And as with cruise ships, when you're working that intensively, um, every night you're playing three hours playing every night like most of the time if you book a gig if you're back home in the uk or in new zealand you might book a gig for the night you're looking at playing for two hours you can play the same songs you've always played you get booked for another gig somewhere else in the country you can play the same songs no one will care your mum and dad might come along and go oh, i've heard those ones before but that's it you know you can get away with it on these gigs you cannot get away with it so that's exactly right I mean when I started out I would say that I was a pretty average piano player and as a singer not, didn't have the stamina to do the kind of job yeah I could turn around now and I could tell you I've got the stamina for certain singing wise and playing wise I'm 20 times 30 times better than when I started when you're trying to recruit somebody for the band is that part of the pitch the pitch is um, it's it's two layered Yeah, you know you're looking for someone who has uh, a great work ethic someone who understands that there's a massive volume of material and it's not going to be easy, straight away. If you imagine chucking someone, you can be a great player, but maybe you know X amount of songs and you've got your favourite kind of music you play. And then I say, well, there's 580 songs that we play on the regular and cycle through. We don't repeat. We might not come back to that one for two and a half weeks. But we're coming back to it, and you've got to know it then too. So your work ethic has to be like, wow, I've got to learn all of that. And then it's the other side of it is how do you get along, you know, with us? You know, it's, it's a family, you know, you've got to have that interaction. You've got to be able to have those hard discussions. It's, I always, uh, personally, I always picture it as like a family, your family on the road. Yeah. You're living away from home. You're living away from the people that you spend the, you spend the most of your time with. This becomes your family. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to in each other's faces all the time but at the end of the day you're living in each other's bubbles yeah. right next door to each other you see each other every day and you play every night together and you know it's it's a recipe for disaster for the wrong kind of person well it sounds like it's just such an intense relationship absolutely yeah well it's like being in another relationship imagine you've, you've got your girlfriend over here and you've got your band over here mm-hmm. same level mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we all live with that at the, you know at the moment and that's what it's like um it's not for everybody I will say that. <laughs> you
0: know, I've always felt like work, 90% of any work is just not being an asshole. And, I, you know, I, and it just seems like when, you, when you're in a band like
1: that, it's even more so. You know? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, musicians get a bit of a bad rap sometimes of being a bit egotistical. And it's not a lie. We've all got, I mean, you wouldn't be able to set foot on a stage and perform music if you didn't have a bit of an ego and thought you had a bit of something about you. But it's about humility most of the time. You know, um, working hard and, you know, putting that pressure on each other and trying to make each other better by raising the bar at all times, you know. That's what we're, that's what we're about anyway. And um, when it feels like it's getting flat or stagnant, that's when we have to have those discussions and try and pick it back up because why else would you do it, you know? Like, it's not a nine-to-five job. You're not. Asked, I'm not asking you to punch in and punch out. I'm asking you to come in here and perform for people. And you get to do it. Like, a lot of people would murder you you for this job and have tried. A lot of people have come in and tried to push people out and try and ask me this. And i like, I've got my team. That's cool.
0: Seriously? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How does
1: that work? People come in and people think uh, on a given day they might think that they're better than someone else that they see on the stage in the band. And they'll come in and they'll come up to me and go, well, I'm better at guitar than this guy or I'm better at drums than this guy or... I'm um, a better singer than they. When we used to have a girl singer, I'm I'm better bass player. And I'm like, I don't care who you are. I don't know who you are. These guys work hard. They they respect us and they respect who we are. And that's this is my team. So who's in the band right now? So in the band right now, uh, we have uh, on drums and vocals is Daniel, uh, Daniel Truman I should say because they're both called Danny or Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Truman on drums and vocals. Uh, he is he and Danny we. Joined, they joined my band in Qatar uh, in 2017. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so Danny Dunn on guitar and vocals. And yeah, we've been working together for coming up four and a half years. And yeah, um, we're as close to a family as you can get, really. Yeah.
0: And you have a new member coming in today. Today,
1: yes. Uh, it's, you know, one of the really unfortunate things about COVID has been getting back getting people back, the right people at the right time and trying to recruit new people. It's, uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone in Beijing who has had to work here or been involved in anything knows this already, but, you know, we got the off—we got locked at home for a long time and finally got the window to come back, got only three people could come and then we'd try and bring our ba- actual bass player back. And queue to another year where he hasn't been able to come back, and we just haven't been able to get the paperwork processed, and we haven't been able to get the correct forms and letters to get the thing. He's now moved on to another job. So yes, we have a new guy who is based in China coming to start. How many? How many
0: like expat bands did you know of that were here before COVID versus how many there are now?
1: It's been interesting. Uh, there was there was a lot of obviously the hotel band um when we first started here, it was a lot different. Um, I think that half COVID, half changes in other things. Right. Um, the You know, when we started, there were, there were bands everywhere. They were, you know, across the road, uh, upstairs, and just in Guam alone, and then um, They've changed the style of expat bands. Everything's about thrift now, you know, and change about money and all this kind of thing because people want to compete, but they don't want to spend lavish amounts. You know, if you get a resident band, it needs to pay off. You know, if you're getting a five, six, seven-piece band for a venue, you've got to pay seven people, you've got to house seven people, you've got to feed seven people, you've got to pay their visas, their permits, and you've got to have everything above board paid. And it becomes difficult when you know, maybe they come in and it's not clicking, it's not working, you're not getting the kind of back that you think you're going to get. It's, But the COVID thing has definitely made a big difference. Like, um, it's just changed. The, it, it hasn't changed the expats working here. It's changed the um, the people who are already in China who have been here have now become hot property. So, like, say, for example, in a lot of bands were born in who were working in Hongzhou, as expat bands and they stayed through the pandemic. It's like, well, now they're hot property, now they're in another bar down there and then there's another one they've pulled from here. The guy who I've hired, I've pulled from a band in Hongzhou. You know, his contract's just finishing, their band is going on to something else. I've just said, come, come with me. Perfect. So that's, what it's meant redistribution of a few people that have already been here, but for the people that, like us who went home, Barely anyone has been able to get back in. It's sort of changing just now, yeah. Which is like a year and a half later, yeah, yeah. Which just crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I was I was curious about the like, you know, what, what was the economy of the hotel band? Like, what what do, how do you sort of calculate that? You know, because because you guys all stay at the hotel. Um,
1: it's so, it's difficult. Uh-huh. Like uh, a lot of people, it's so hard to describe. You know, people are obsessed with asking you how much money you make. I wasn't going to ask you that. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not going to answer that, yeah. but I'm, but no, because I, the curiosity must come out of the idea of like, wow, these guys play in the same venue five, six nights a week and they stay in the hotel and they have their flights and they have their meals and things, you know, that all comes into account. So like your salary is reflective of no cost of living and everything, you know, like it's a, it's a package deal. And People, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's it's difficult. You try and sell a gig to somebody, and they're like, "Well, I wouldn't get out of bed for that amount of money." I'm like, "Yeah, but you're but you're also getting out of bed to make more money than that. But then you're getting taxed on it, and you got to pay rent.
0: You have to calculate all of that together. I, but yeah. it's,
1: it, for me, uh, I'm not having lambasting that attitude. By the way, of course, if you have got to pay rent, man, charge what you got to charge. You mm-hmm. know, that's how it works. Um, but the hotel band scene is. Um, it's the same as cruise ships, you know? It's the same as anything. You get a set salary per month, and everything else comes with it. Mm-hmm. And basically, you bank the cash. Mm-hmm. Winner, winner. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I guess one like of the things I was trying to get to as well is, wh- why hire an expat band? You know, why not hire a local band, for example? What's What do you, what do you guys bring to the table?
1: Um... Good question. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. So what I've seen from what I can gather is uh, there are a lot of Chinese bands out here. A lot of them are high school student-y kind of bands. If you go down to like Hohai Lake, you know, there's loads of them. They play every night and they're, some of them are really good. Some of them, you know, but you know, they play every night. You can go and check them out. You can go to the other area before the some of those bars unfortunately started closing down, but like school bar and places like that, they're really like, some wild Chinese music, you know, some and some really good bands by the way. Absolutely, yeah. However, what we bring is, you know, in Guamau in Bearsmith, Bearsmith has been advertised as this western style bar. I mean, we don't kid ourselves. We serve craft beer and burgers. It's a it's a burger like, and
0: beer place, but it's a very good yes. burger and beer yeah. place. And yeah. you know,
1: and we try and class it up on the side. If you want to have a good night, you have got a couple of other things you can to But it's sure. essentially, brass tacks, man. It's a burger and beer bar. Yeah. And it's a we've got a Western brewmaster, you know, and it's all about our beer and our food, right? That's what we have. And so then you want to bring something in to advertise that? I don't think a Chinese band. As much as it would work on stage, don't get me Mm -hmm, wrong, mm -hmm. majority of our clientele, 70% Chinese, you know, they're going to sing along, they're going to have a good time. But what sets us apart, makes us different is that you can come in and have a genuine Western experience. You know, we know the songs, we know a lot of songs that you might not have heard of. We can play the ones that you have heard of and sound as much as like the record, you know. We get it all the time, a lot of customers that come out and they go, I don't know what that song was. Can you tell me what it is and, you know, play you something? I'm like, this one. And they go, wow, it's my new favorite song. Thank you very much. Nice. Never heard of it, you know. And it's not just that. You know, we engage in it as well. Um, We always ask for requests. We want to know what people want to hear. And I guess, I don't know what the allure exactly is, but something different. What goes
0: into making a set list? You said 185 songs that you guys know Oh, no, you know, 500, 500, 500.
1: 500 songs, wow. 580-ish. Wow. Um, what comes into our mind <laughs> um, depends on the kind of night. You, we t- you turn up to work an hour and a half, two hours before we start. That's what I, well, I do. I turn up, I turn the lights on, I have a look around, see what kind of people are in. You can always get a kind of vibe of what the night's going to be like and you change it on the, on the go, you know. Uh, we might write a set, you know, usually it's about 13, 14 songs. That's about an hour for the first set and we mix up who sings. There's, the first set's always very varied, but not too in your face because otherwise people might go eat the burger going, wow, this is loud, <laughs> I'm out of here. But, you know, you try and play that first set as like a, a, a bit of a mixed bag here's a bit of rock, here's a bit of pop, here's a bit of everything else in between, and see what they react to. They might start going absolutely, to, well, they always do. If we play a Queen song, there you go. We, you know, they, they love Queen.
0: It's the, it's the Queen that brings people out? Really? Queen
1: is, uh, we could, I could advertise on this, and whatever date that this comes out, I could say we're playing a Queen show tonight in Smith, and it could be a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and we would have a full house. Queen? They're obsessed with Queen. Okay, um, it's because of the movie, the oh, mean, yeah, Rhapsody sure. movie. It okay. came out in China. Most people had never heard of Queen. Huh. And then that movie was massive hair, and now all of a sudden everyone knows every Queen song and they want to hear it every night. All right. Which is cool with us. We know a lot of Queen, so it's no problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the rest of it is, you know, it's a mixed bag, and then by then you know what they want. And most of the time it's, you know, Ed Sheeran's and your dancey stuff and mix it with a bit of rock, keep them upbeat. And we're happy, you know? And then we try and read off that and go, well, what new stuff can we put in that would be like that? You know, what's going to work with that now? We know that they love this style, this style, this style. You know, we're not big on playing the Latin stuff. Um, we play a few, but um, the Latin stuff is... There's a lot of people in town that do it. Mm. And they do it well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think it's important... To, you know, you try and play as much as possible and everything, but you've also got to have your style, like what you're good at. Like if people... If you ask people, what do they know about our band or what do they know about us? They'll probably say, oh, they're like rock and pop songs. Yeah. Cool. That's us. That's pretty much what we do. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. Yeah.
0: Is there, is there a song that when you leave here, you're just going to be so happy to never sing again
1: (laughs) or never perform again? Uh, Well, we got to, you don't have to answer that. Oh, please. No, I'm (laughs) happy to. There's a song, um, Hotel California. I'm sure you've heard of it. For the last 10 years, I've probably played that song minimum three nights a week for 10 years. It is the most popular song in the world. Um, I I don't even hesitate to say that. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of songs, I'd li- I don't mind playing it, by the way, because mm-hmm. people absolutely adore it. Sure. So once you st- you go, here we go again, you start it and they go, oh, they love it, it's all good, it's fine. The one that I just... Ugh, i have to say it. there's a song that i just wished never existed that i would never had to play can i guess what it is yep yeah. is it sweet caroline oh no it's not that okay all right all right, all right all right all right it's uh, shape of you by ed sheeran oh shape of you okay right i mean as a keyboard player i don't I mean i don't sing it thankfully but um as a keyboard player just going ding 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding 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 for an hour well, yeah, however long it is uh it's, I, I don't think it's an hour, but no, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's it really. A uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. That's the only song I could sure. genuinely turn around and just go. Oh. But you know, again, if it gets recursive, we'll play it. Yep. No problem. Enjoy it. That's about
0: it. I would not have guessed shape of you, but I can, <laughs> I can thank see I can see that, Yeah, I, I, I can see why. So you spend a lot of time in a bar. A bar is where a lot of people drink, and sometimes people drink a lot of alcohol. I, I mean, I'm guessing you've seen a lot of things. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's, what is one of the
1: like, most out of control things you've seen? Well, here in Beijing, I can tell you. The, the best one we had was um, obviously we, we're quite involved with the, the, brewers, uh, the brewers and stuff, so they'd let us know when they got a new bear out and we'd do like a promotion some nights. I think the best night that I ever saw was uh, we had a, going into winter, we had a Russian Imperial stout, uh, which was about 13%. Alcohol. Okay. And it came in this little black chalice, you know, about 330 mils or so. And on the Tuesday, it was buy one, get one free on our new beer. And I remember coming down to work and just seeing the sea of black on these tables in front of us, Chinese people drinking it like it was normal beer, just downing them. And obviously, buy one, get one. So they were getting them two at the time and finishing them two at a time. And we were sitting there. (laughs) I I was talking to each other. I was like, this is not going to end well, but let's see. And first set, um, I remember the song very well. Um, Michael Jackson, You Are Not Alone. Very dramatic opening, you know, very ambient. And I hold the note for a long time. It swells, and then we stop. And I sing the first line, you know, Another day is gone. And everyone goes, ah! You know, and then we play. Stop the band, I go to sing the first note. I got the first line, the first... Nah. and then two guys on the front table just spewed on the floor just buckets of black vomit oh God. and like it was so loud you could hear it splattering because obviously the whole band stops just my voice and the room is silent and splattering black vomit and yeah that was disgusting and so we finished the song that's the end of the first set and then we go to the bathroom and then there's a guy. Hands down, his ankles, like door open, vomiting and everything. Oh and God. Wallets on the floor. There's people that all the sinks are full of vomit. You can't wash your hands. I was like, we can't put this beer on, buy one, get one. <laughs> I mean, that was just one from relatively recently. <laughs> well, you see some weird things.
0: Besides don't. that, like how is the beer?
1: It's a delicious beer. Oh, you just have great, one. It great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a really nice beer. I <laughs> definitely <laughs> recommend It comes around every winter, don't worry. <laughs> We always wait for it.
0: What is the hardest thing about being the band leader?
1: Uh, toe in the line of uh, being the boss and being uh, f- friends and family with everyone. Um, sometimes you have to have hard conversations when things aren't going right, when there's problems. Sometimes you have to... Um, you're the conduit between the hotel or the, the bar and the band. So if something's not going right and it can be very personal It can be very aggressive uh from from that side if something's definitely not going right and you have to be able to translate that and pass it on and be seen as the bearer of bad news or someone who might be presenting that as something that they've said you know it's really difficult to balance Mm -hmm. and i mean there's been a lot of bad situations that have happened over the years being band leader like People make, uh, I mean, I can't, I really can't say names or anything like that. But, you know, people make mistakes. And people, some people, sometimes people don't look after themselves. Sometimes people disrespect the place that they live. Um, I'm talking over, like, the period of seven, eight years. Sure. You see it. Some people get lost in this job, you know. Um, And... It's really easy to get lost if you are not cohesive and communicating together. And that is your role as a band leader is making sure that everyone's communicating, making sure that everyone's happy. And well, I say happy, but it's 2021, you know, who's happy. But like, I mean, you know, uh, mentally uh, in a good place that, you know, maybe you're not having the best day, but you at least you can feel free to explore it and talk about it. You know, it's, it's really hard. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't want to help themselves. Sometimes people want to cause their own problems and you've got to be the person who takes ownership of that problem and say, well, you've got two. now you have two options, go home or fix it. And it can make you seem like a bit of a bad person. But I mean, I guess
0: the thing is, you know, as that conduit, you've got, you're answering to people as well. And every day, every day. And it's your responsibility. I mean, you you brought people here who aren't fucking
1: up. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you could swear. I didn't realize that. Um, Well, Well, I I can tell you, well, what the main thing I can tell you is like, like say for example, new bass players arriving tonight. Uh, If he is not up to speed in a week, it's my problem. It's not his problem. It's not the band's problem. It's my problem. I've hired him and they've said, You've chosen him, you've hired him, make it work. If he's not working in a week, I'm going to have to have some very difficult conversations to make it work and get up to speed in time. It's not easy. And but, I mean, that's part of the job. I mean, it's part of what makes uh, the, the flip side of it is that's the hardest part of it, right? But the good part of it is that it's your direction, you know, not just mine solely. I mean, I'm we communicate, we make sure we're all going in the right direction, but... It also means that you're in charge of that vision most of the time. And it means when something's really good and something comes really well and we get good ideas and we bring them to fruition, you can see the instant results of your work mm-hmm. and recognize your place and why it was successful, which is quite rewarding. It, I-
0: I feel like this is, I mean, I don't want to bring the conversation down because it really is such a good time. Whenever you like, go there, it's such a good time. Like, I know, yeah, I, I, yeah.
1: I, I'm obsessed. Uh, by the way, I'm obsessed with this. Like, okay. Um, like mental health and, um, and musicians abroad because of um, some bad situations that I've had to go through and I've seen other people go through. And I mean, you meet thousands upon thousands of musicians. If you do the circuit, it's a small, small world. Like, I know musicians who work here in China, I've met them in the Middle East, I've met them here, I've met them here, I know of them. You click on them on Facebook, you've got 27, 47, 107 mutual friends, all in the music business who all work on the same circuit. It's a small world, and we've all had to go through some really awful things with individuals or collectively, you know. It's a a high stakes uh, mental health game being in a band away from home full time especially as you say in a bar that's offering drinks and obviously you're gonna drink and some people aren't as good as others at recognizing how much they drink or not drink it's it's like lighting a fuse it all just sits there and you just hope it doesn't burn down all the time and, and adding to that though Tom it's
0: like you guys are young I mean you you know some of you are really young right mm. maybe the first time away from home and maybe the first time yeah. where you're doing you know where, mm. where you're exposed to so much booze you know and it, that could be really hard. Absolutely. I mean, I started out
1: young, um, 23 when I started doing this 24, sorry, 24. When I started doing this sort of touring work and stuff, a lot of people started younger than that. And you get thrown into a six nights a week, uh, high intensity, high volume drinking environment. Um, people come in, they wanna buy the band a drink, they wanna buy the band shots, they wanna buy the band this. They wanna buy them a bottle of champagne if they're good looking girls, you know. They wanna spend their money on us because we perform and You've got to really have your head on your shoulders and or learn to get one, uh, if you're gonna survive survive it. It's like a gauntlet, you know. And again, I'm not trying to bring the conversation down either. We have the best time, almost ninety eight percent of the time. You go to work, you meet some good people, you play some good music it's wild, you know, and we get to meet people like you and people like everyone, you know, great friends, you know, that are in our circle for here. So
0: sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's not <laughs> as easy as that. Uh, just one more question on that because you you mentioned that there, you know, there, there's a Facebook group, for example, with like all these musicians. How do you, I mean, is there, is there a sort of a more formal group where you support each other or is that something that you think should happen, What, what you know? What, how, how does that work? How does that support system work?
1: Good question. Never really thought about it. There's um, there's groups for people um, that like put their own music out, and you can sort of like it and all that kind of thing. But I always feel like it's a bit a bit self-posturing, you know, like because no, we all do it. But again, not for me. I mean, I know what you're talking about, like a support network kind of thing. It's something that I've been thinking about for quite a while. You know, we usually when you go to a country. Um, like when I was in bah- uh, Bahrain, there was a group like Bahrain Jammers, you know, like everyone who played music in Bahrain or that add the bands and they come into town and people would share ideas and talk as a community or try and make some sense of community. And it also meant you knew where all the bands and who was playing that night and what times and all that kind of thing, which was really cool. And same in like Dubai and all those kind of places, uh, uh, here in Beijing, there's, it's it's WeChat groups. You know, like um, we have a group for the bar. You know, and but it's mainly just for us, and it's got a few other musicians in it. But in terms of a genuine support system for musicians, uh, a lot of it's word of mouth. We all, most of us all know each other. Sometimes, you know, quite recently, one of my uh friends who has a band here he's a band he's now the band leader and he's having a tough time with somebody and some similar kind of thing that has happened to me very recently as well and so we can have a conversation about it and recognize our place in it and just accept it it's nice to have someone you can talk to about that kind of thing when it happens but uh most of it's just word of mouth i would say more than anything when are you guys playing next uh, tonight. Tonight, tomorrow night? <laughs> tonight, tomorrow, the next day, the okay. next day, the All next right. day. Um, Beer Smith. We have a party on Sunday. Okay. Uh black and white party for the uh Mooncape Festival holiday. So it's a special one-off performance on Sunday, which we don't usually do. And then we'll be back in. Um, the big one coming up after that will be Halloween weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Our Beer thing at the end of October, isn't it? I think. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
0: so what's next for the band? You said one more year?
1: Yeah, we literally just decided um, to sign on to uh, end of December Whoa, next year. Breaking, wait, breaking news on the Breaking news. What? Okay. Breaking news, yeah, to the end <laughs> of the December first. next year. Um, yeah, so pretty excited. We're happy here, man. We're happy. We just need to... Uh, as I say, hopefully see how this new bass player gets on in the next couple of months. And uh, if he's good, then maybe we'll think about adding some more people yeah. and keeping the party going, keeping it fresh. But for us, we're happy. Yeah, happy to be here.
0: Right, well, that's a perfect place to leave it. Tom, <laughs> thanks so much for coming. My pleasure. That was Tom Knight from Soul Shake. Thank you, Tom. If you're in Beijing, you can find the band Most Nights at Beersmith next week we have christine looking forward to that since we are on a run of firsts this is going to be another first i am going to give you the listener a job and your job is to tell one person about this show good luck i will be back next week talk to you then